So what do you think explains it? I'm guessing that if people from the distant past or people from the distant future looked at human behavior in the year 2019, they would find it to be very strange. And yet, a lot of that behavior has come to define what some people refer to as the age of outrage. The cruel words, the constant lashing out, the hatred and the anger that always seem to be right at the surface, just waiting to bubble over, so much of it has become all too normal. So what do you think explains it? We might point to a lot of different external factors. We might blame politics or the media. We might blame our smartphones or our social media apps. And yet the Bible helps us see that there's an explanation that goes much, much deeper. You see, people who live in the age of outrage, just like people of every age, need validation. It's only natural that as we discuss certain issues, we turn them into things that are just about being correct or incorrect, into things that are about being good or evil. Because at the end of the day, we know deep down that we are people who are either good or who are evil. And so it's normal to view every opportunity to make a post or take a stand as our opportunity to prove that we're good. It's very normal to view every like, every share, every retweet that we get as something that confirms it. It's very easy for us to try and seek that validation from God and to seek it from other people. All of that is very, very normal. To suggest otherwise would seem very strange. And yet, more than anything else, that's what makes us as Christians strange in this age of outrage. See, whatever strategy we might pursue for trying to have an impact and make a difference, and, and whether we always get that strategy right or very often get it wrong, our conduct in the age of outrage is not our own personal audition tape that one day God is going to play back and, and use to decide whether or not he welcomes us into heaven. No, the audition tape that God needs in order for our spot in heaven to be guaranteed, well, he already has it firmly in hand. The writer to the Hebrews says this, We do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So even though Jesus didn't have a smartphone or any social media accounts, Jesus faced every temptation that we face in our age. He was tempted to lash out. He was tempted to get angry. He was tempted to talk about issues rather than taking the time to talk with people. And yet, as those verses remind us, Jesus was able to live his life completely without sin. And notice how the writer doesn't say that that makes Jesus a perfect example for us to follow and imitate, although Jesus is certainly that. He says that Jesus is our high priest. In Old Testament Israel, the high priest represented the entire nation before God. And so also Jesus as our high priest represents all of humanity before God. Which means that Jesus' perfect behavior counts as our perfect behavior. His patience counts as our patience. His care counts as our care. His entire life counts as our life. Which means that we have nothing to prove. Not to God, not to anyone else. So what that means is that I'm guessing there are people in our world who would consider you to be the embodiment of virtue. But it doesn't really matter. There might also be people in our world who consider you to be the epitome of pure evil. That also doesn't matter. 
The verdict about you is already in, and the validation that you seek has already been provided free of charge through the perfect life of our Savior Jesus. And because you don't need that approval from anyone else, what it does is it sets you free to be able to be there and to be able to give whatever anyone else might need from you. I know that sounds strange, but in the age of outrage, it's exactly what our world needs. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for living the sinless life that we could not and offering your life as payment for ours. Fill us with peace and free us to live in service to others. In your name we pray, amen. Hey everyone, Pastor Mike here from Time of Grace. I know you're busy and you've already given us your time and you're ready to grab your phone and check your apps, but could you do us one huge favor and rate and review this podcast? Because the more of you that rate and review, the more people who will hear about Jesus and the more people that hear about Jesus, the better life gets with God. So thanks for taking some time. We pray you have a blessed day and we'll talk to you soon.